0: Hey, welcome to the Rhona Morrell podcast. So do you ever feel like screaming out in the office, on Zoom or outside the school gates, for the love of God, come on, really? But if this is you and you're looking for an honest, fun and frank podcast on life and business, then sit back and listen to me, Raina Morrell. I'll be bringing great people on the show to talk, share and debate their life experiences and business challenges. Keeping the show unpolished, but with a fun and unique British style with sarcasm, tenacity, or maybe a few swear words or tears. This podcast keeps it real, honest, raw, and removes the bullshit in the only way I know how, through authenticity and getting shit done. Think of it less like the Housewives of New York or TOWIE with the lipo and drama, and more like the house lives of the real world. I hope you'll take something away to be better informed laugh smile or maybe even finally getting the confidence to shout come on really so enjoy hi neo
1: welcome to the rona morale podcast how are you hi rona i'm okay i'm 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 actually excited to be doing this podcast with you (laughs) Oh,
0: not as excited as I am um, at all. So, um, listen, for the listeners, I'm delighted. Now, I'm going to probably say your surname wrong, so shout at me if I get it wrong. But I'm delighted to introduce Neo Sathaka. Yes, Setaka. Setaka. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm delighted to welcome um, Neo to the podcast today. And we're going to be talking about all things education, Africa, Neo's incredible journey. Um, what it's meant to, to Neo and her family. And Neo actually um, has gone through our early childhood development programme, and you've achieved your level four certification, and you've gone on to level five. Um, I know that you're hugely passionate about helping others through development, and it's one of the reasons why I got involved in education Africa, and, and the, the desperate need to give education to all at all levels. Mm-hmm. So, Um, I know that Education Africa has supported you and funded you through those processes. So welcome again. Um, So over to you, Neo, please, if you could take us back a little bit to how you first got involved in Education Africa and what's your journey been?
1: Okay, Um, I started with Education Africa back in 2017 and um i started off actually as a student and this was how the journey went and it was a very i don't know maybe awkward or ambiguous or unknown journey if i can put it that way so i worked i actually volunteered at an ecd school in the township where my son was attending school and i wasn't getting paid so the principal then said to me you're doing so well have you ever thought about having actually a formal education or a formal career in ECD? I said to her, me? No, 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 <laughs> no, And then she said to me, you know what? I'm going to give you a few more months to think about it. If you enjoy it, let me know. So I said, okay. And I carried on volunteering. And as I was volunteering, a few months later, she did come to me and she said to me, um how's it going and i said fantastic i'm having a ball with the children i'm enjoying planning lessons i'm enjoying playing i'm enjoying this whole thing of ecd and then she said to me so are you keen on looking for a school and then i said yes so i went in the township again and i looked for a school so then when I got to the school, they asked me, what do you wanna do? And I said, I want to do NQF level four in early childhood development. And they said, okay, there's a lady coming. Um, here's the date, here's the time. This lady is coming to interview people for NQF level four so you can get an interview with that lady. And I said, okay, thank you. And I came back on the day of the interview. And then on the day of the interview, that's where my journey with Education Africa actually started so um tessa came and interviewed us and we were the class of uh, education africa NQF level four we were the first people and i was panicking at the interview because she asked me one question everybody was in there for like 15 20 minutes i was in there for five minutes i was like oh my god i didn't get this god i didn't get this And you know, it's also we sitting as a group of students and what did they ask you? No, what did they ask you? Why did you come in so quickly? What did you do? (laughs) Yeah. And I said, well, I think I just did the the opposite of what everybody did. I just answered the question she asked me and then she said, thank you. And I got up and I left. That's what (laughs) I did. What did you guys do? And they were, you know, relaying their stories and we were having fun about it. To cut the long story short, I went home. A few weeks later, I got a call. You got it. I got it. With just that one question. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I went to the principal. I told her the good news. I got it. I got it. I got it. And I got it from Education Africa. At that time, I'm not even sure who Education Africa is. <laughs> you I had, don't I, care. You've got it. No, I just got it. That's all that matters. <laughs> and I went to my parents, everybody, I got it, guys, I'm going to school, I'm so happy about this, oh my word, new life, new everything, formal qualification, with all this bubbly excitement, that's yeah. where my journey with Education Africa started, I then started, and I did my NQF level four with them, Uh, we did it, we started in 2018, um, 17 and we did it right until 2018 we finished 2019 we graduated from our NK level
0: four. Congratulations that's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely <laughs> amazing and you know what's so lovely is seeing that utter energy of what having the opportunity to have an education meant. Can I ask you what why did you start volunteering um at your son's school what what triggered you to do that?
1: Um unemployment triggered me to do that and not having um, a formal education after grade 12, we would say in South Africa. So, right. it, you know, you have your matric and what can you do with your matric? Your matric would just be you being able to work in a retail shop or you being a cleaner somewhere. And that was not my dream, ma'am. No, 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 no. <laughs> me. Uh-uh, you know, and funds as well. My parents couldn't afford to take me um, for formal education after grade 12. So I had to make means, you know, to live and boredom as well. If you're unemployed, you sit at home and you watch TV. And I don't think that has any form of ambition, or that can take you anywhere in life if you sit at home and do nothing about the problem that you have. So I volunteered at my son's school, because I wanted something to do. And I wanted to expose myself to say, what options are there out there?
0: And, And actually, I think, you know, volunteering is such a unique opportunity for younger people, and in unemployment, if you've got the right mindset, because, you can stumble across opportunities and people that you would never have done being at home and also realise it clearly you had a skill um, for doing this with the kids and you were doing really great as a mother. Um, but were there other choices to volunteer in other areas or why education?
1: Um, there were other choices, but I, I think I strongly... At that point, I didn't realize that I'm so passionate about education until I stepped into education because I stepped into education in subconsciously, not consciously. I just wanted somewhere to volunteer closer to home where I can I can quickly walk home instead of, you know, taking a taxi or having transport fare to pay. So I, I I then walked into education in that way and also I think as a young mother because at that time I was only I think about 24 25 as a young mother I had no idea what to do with my son if he's not in the in the in the, in the crutch what do we do at home you know do we yeah. sit frustrate each other do we sit fight what do we do you know and we don't have facilities like we don't have money to buy paint we don't have how else? can I keep my child educated and stimulated while he's with me at home? That was also one of the reasons. The other reason was that my son's school was a very small school and they were only paying 250 rand per child at the time. And out of the 250 rand, the children need to eat and the children need to be looked after and stimulated. So I thought to myself, well, the, the, the principals told me as a parent to say, we're not doing so well as a school. We might close down if we don't get help. And, 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 and then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to help them. And I'm just Amazing. going to help them by giving my services. I don't have money. I don't have anything else to give. But I do have time because I sit at home and I'm not working. So I'll go there and I'll help with whatever they need me to do. And
0: how was your son about his mum working in the school? Was he excited about it? Or was he like, oh no, mum's at school?
1: <laughs> My son was very excited about it. And I think I, 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 I didn't realise it until he actually until he was older and he spoke to me about it. He was, and he said, you know, mom, when you worked at the school, I felt so good about you and all the things that you taught us and the other children, how to do, how to paint, how to hold a paintbrush, how to do all these things. When you were teaching us that, you mom, I was so happy. you my mom. My mom is the best. She can teach many, many, many children. Oh, <laughs> and I only discovered that when he was older.
0: That's incredible. And clearly you've then left a legacy and a mindset in your, in your son's um, world as well. So in terms of what he will do in the future and how he may help others, which is in, in incredibly powerful. So from your, from your parents' point of view, um, when you said you were gonna set out and do this volunteering, what, what did they think?
1: Well, my mom was, was not happy. My mom was like, you've got a kid. You need to look after your child. You know, you need to feed your child. Volunteering is not gonna feed this child. It's not gonna, you know, do all these financial things that you need to do for your little boy. So if you volunteer, what, at the end, what happens? Then what? You volunteer and then what? You know, my mom wasn't happy. And my dad was like, as long as you're doing what you like, it's fine. So there was a difference of opinion. (laughs) Completely opposite. Exactly. And I was also a bit confused. And then I was like to my mom, no, let's start and let's see what happens. And this is what happened.
0: (laughs) And so fast forward a few years when you got the job, you finished your qualifications. Did you at any point say to your mom, aha, this is what happens when you volunteer? Or were you a bit more polite?
1: Of course I did with my graduation (laughs) for level five. I said to her, ma'am, look at the volunteer. (laughs) I love
0: that. I absolutely love that. That's brilliant. We all like to uh, politely put uh, our parents when we can at any opportunity, but they must have been delighted. And obviously at that point, then you were able not only to be funded through education Africa to do the course, but after that then came paid
1: work. Um, I think I I always thank myself for humbling myself enough to go and volunteer in that school. And I never forget where I started to be where I am today. I could have easily chosen to go to a retail shop and work there and earn a minimal salary. And I would still be there even today. But look at where I am today. And I appreciate everything that Education Africa has done for me. I always say to them that I am a lifelong learner because the fact that I I finished matric and I sat at home for a good number of years before I started with Education Africa tells you that I believe education has no age. No. You learn your whole life. And I said to them, I don't think I'm going to stop. You know, and with these qualifications of mine, as long as you guys are still here, my support, my help, I'm going forward.
0: And that's amazing, and that's a, a really interesting philosophy because it's it's one that that I share with you—a continuous um, ability to learn and challenge. And I've I've just finished a, an online course with Cambridge, and it was it was really full on. And I'm you know I'm 44, and it was you know having my kids see me relearning again and getting nervous and handing in submissions but i love it and i think it just it widens your horizons and it it, it allows you to be more uh, objective and you can give back greater to those that you're helping
1: mm-hmm. and you know it also uh, makes it easier for you to speak to people about education because you are in the journey of education. I mean, how do you speak to people about something that you know nothing about? It's easier for me to motivate the commun- those in our communities to say, guys, take this level for opportunity. I can tell you now something will come out. You might not end up like me working for Education Africa, but guess what? You can start your own preschool with this qualification. Guess what? You can get a formal employment in someone's preschool as a teacher. You can be registered with the South African um, Educators Council. Would you not like that? So I always try and motivate others Mm. through my own journey so that they know that there is potential and they believe that in education, there is a way out of poverty or out of whatever the situation may be in terms of your finances or your life as a young person.
0: No, exactly. And I think um, it's about how we get people young with the um, the the ECD programme, because I can imagine there are a lot of uh, more more young girls having to look after siblings whilst parents are either um, working or, or not able to work. And so therefore getting these children prepped for when they do get to school as best as they possibly can. So how do you, how do you take those learnings and work with the community?
1: Um, I, we we normally, what we, 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 we at Education Africa, our belief is that anybody, anybody who is passionate about ECD can do it. And in our communities come to think of it, A lot of young girls have children themselves. People, children, um, ladies have children from as young as 16, 15, 14. And some of them think it's the end of their lives. So with us, what we do is we take people through the NQF level four qualification. And with this qualification, you can use it at home. You know, if you feel you're not a good enough mother or you don't know what to do with the children or your siblings, you can use what you learn in the qualification. And our qualification is not only academic, it's also practical. So we actually help them be able to practice the skills that they've learned from the book to actually perform these skills in a preschool with real life children so that they are able to later execute it properly and safely with the children. And that must be, that must be
0: huge. It must be difficult to empower those young girls But equally, um, to give them the confidence to give it a try. Do you have, do you feel like you have quite a strong success? I mean, I've seen some of the numbers of the the number of students that have gone through this program. Are you starting to see that ripple effect now of, of people helping people and people going through it and then bringing others through the program?
1: Yes um we 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 see a lot of that through um word of mouth a lot of the ladies that come through will tell you um now um my 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 principal that I work for she 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 recruited me onto the course and I say who's your principal no your principal was doing the course with the previous group the group that just graduated my principal is so and so and I'll be like oh okay lovely to hear that so you'll find that a lot of the times people spread the word by the good that we do for them, by the empowerment and the education that we give to them, then they use that as a tool to empower their schools. For example, we have some principals who are informal principals, if I can say it like that, because they don't have a qualification as yet. And then they enroll with us and they do the course. Once they are done with the course, you see the whole school now coming, all the four teachers or five teachers or however many teachers they have are now all in class. And you say, to them guys how did you know about this course no our principal was here she did the level four with you guys and she recommends that we also do it in order to be able to grow ourselves and the school so what we can see
0: here is is sort of small um micro communities in education where the principal comes through the teachers come through and then inevitably i can only imagine that the, the education levels and the, the, the practical work, the creativity that, that's then injected into those schools must be, I, I can only assume, greatly kind of received by the young children.
1: Um, you know, the, I think for me, the, 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 the fulfillment that I have seen in the schools is one, you'll see a teacher now leaving their school And not just leaving because it's a bad school or anything, but saying, I've played my part in the school. Now it's time for me to have my own school. And when you get to their school and you walk in and you find they have um, waste material resources that they've made, they don't have money to buy toys. So they make their own toys like we taught them in the NQF level four. You walk into a school and you find that the school is so functional that- You know, you 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 never see that that this is in a in a in a in a disadvantaged community. You see a school and a well-run school by a good principal just so, because they have a level four.
0: So. Obviously, it went, you know, I can't compare the two, obviously, with the UK, but it's not something we could easily do here. Obviously, you can you can set up creches and, you know, child mining and things like that. You refer to it as a um, sort of go out and create your own school just for our just for my listeners. What ages are we talking about here?
1: OK, so by a school or a creche, we are talking about zero to five years. That's okay. what our qualification caters for in terms of children. So you can only open a school for zero to five year olds.
0: Great. And, and when you when students and uh, learners have um, worked with with people with the level four and the level five, what sort of response do you get from the school? So when they're moving up into school do the teachers know those that have had an ECD kind of influence to those that don't? It, it must be quite obvious.
1: Um, when the teacher has or the practitioner has had an NQF level four qualification, when they had that qualification they themselves, the children are distinctly different. For example, they the children will know how to hold a pen as opposed to children who don't have a teacher. And this is not what the curriculum requires. But because you have NQF level four, you know the purpose, for example, of fine motor. You might not be teaching the children how to write, but with a paintbrush, it's similar to a pen. So when they get to school, they know how to hold their pencils. They know how to hold their crimes. Very basic skills. Mm. If you are an NQF level four practitioner, very basic skills that that children need in order to be in school, the children have coming from you, you are able to facilitate that, or you are able to stimulate that. As opposed to those who do not have a qualification, then you can see, and then the great art teachers will have a straight on, uh, you know, a bit of a, uh, I don't know if I must say a complaint, or will not be happy, particularly with that. These children, the children were either sitting at home without any stimulation, or they were in a school where there was no teacher with an NQF level four, therefore they require extra attention from the teacher to be taught the basic skills and be on the same level with those that come from a school where the practitioner had an NQF level four.
0: And actually, when you talk about some of those basic skills and requirements, it's many things people would just take for granted. And I can imagine as a, a small child, starting school and seeing others at a level that you're not can massively knock their confidence and then can make it far worse for them um so it's vitally important that we try and build ecd across every crash in in not just south africa but in africa i believe it's um, It is a beautiful country. I've traveled there many times. I absolutely love Africa and the people. Oh, my word, just incredible people Um, and such beautiful kind of creativity. And I love the fact that those that go out and make their own schools with this um, qualification, don't necessarily, even if they had the money to go and buy things, there isn't a need to buy things. We all know our own children here, when you buy a toy, it's the box they play with. We all love going into the woods and collecting sticks and leaves and flowers and creating a monster or whatever it might be. So I, I love the rawness of using raw materials and upcycling, recycling. And actually, right now, that's the right way to do it.
1: Um, Hence, we have, as Education Africa, we have um, incorporated a resource making workshop and an art workshop into the training in order for our students to walk away 100% competent, you know, in the sense that we want to fill up their suitcases. So when they carry the suitcase after graduation, they know exactly what to do. That's why they are so well equipped to start their own schools with or without money. No, and, I, and, and I think that's incredible. To say, I, am edu- I I got an education, now I can educate the children in my community and I can create two or three more jobs for the ladies sitting out there. And maybe these ladies would be interested in educating themselves with the level four. That's, so that's how we re- we create our ripple effect of yeah. education.
0: And so I'm going to ask you a strange question now, but if, if you had one wish, a magic wand, what would you ask for now that Education Africa could achieve?
1: Um, I would ask for Education Africa to reach more communities. We are reaching, yes, we are reaching communities, but not the way I hope for I, I I wish we would have more trainers. I wish we would have more training centers with the NQF level four. That's my wish. I just I just feel like we can we can do more than what we are doing now.
0: And I guess ultimately um, that's always going to come down to to funding so and, and part of the purpose of doing this podcast is I really want to raise the awareness of what education Africa is doing and the ECD program obviously is a vital because it's it starts right at the grassroots of learning um, they do many many other things but today we're just talking about this it's vital that we raise funds with everything that's happened uh, with with COVID and what's going on in in, in South Africa um, I want people to try and if they can go on to the Education Africa website and donate, Um, get in touch with either yourself or me and uh, the team to kind of look at how people might want to engage because for every person that we can put through and every school we can build, we can reach, as you say, more and more communities and I've spent a little time in in townships in South Africa. And I um, also went to a school in Uganda where I taught an English lesson, Uh, very badly I may say, (laughs) but I went in and I was, you know, had the chalk, I was off the cuff um, and it was such a delight. And one thing I always say to my girls, I have two daughters, don't ever forget how privileged you are to have an education. And at any opportunity, I tell my children and I show my children the joy that education brings to countries that don't have an equal opportunity. And that's really, everybody deserves it. And uh, I wish I could wave that magic wand for you, but this is my little bit as, as, as part of um, working with you guys. So rant over. Um, what would you love to do next with Education Africa. I know you'd like to get to more communities, but for anyone listening, what would your advice be in terms of volunteering and the importance of education?
1: Um, My advice would be one, look in your community as to how you can help, because you volunteering can help your community and your community can help you You, in, 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 in that sense. And then also I would say to, to, to people that education empowers people. And I am an example of that to say, I am empowered where I am at the moment. I am, and not only empowered um, financially to better myself, my family lifestyle, to be able to say, oh, I can save a hundred rand at least for my son's college fund because now I'm working, you know, yeah. I, I, I became wiser as a person with education. I knew how to look after children. I knew how to take care of children. I knew how to speak to parents. I knew how to motivate parents as to why ECD is important. And all of this I couldn't do without an education. But once I got the education, I was able to spread wider than what the book says. The book says, parents must come to a meeting but to me my meeting with parents would be a heart to heart with the parents understand where the parent comes from you know be able to say okay mama if the child is not doing well leave it to me rather fetch them 30 minutes later than other children I'm going to stimulate them a little bit more let's see what's happening don't panic you know so for me that education came became so much of a, a tool in my life that it empowered Me, my family and those around me and all the other communities that I have worked with.
0: Yeah. And that's I mean, it's just such a huge success story and hugely infectious as well. Like I can feel your energies and what what do you think is potentially the main blocker? to more young women getting involved? Is it like you said at the beginning, oh, oh, I'm not so sure, even though you had a a vision and a dream to do something more, what do you think is stopping young women?
1: I think um, when young women look at ECD as a profession or when they look at education, the, the first thing that comes to mind is I can't afford it. Yeah. One. Two, the second thing that comes to mind is I wonder how much people are paying Education Africa to get what they are getting. Right. You know, so finances and they themselves being not being motivated to want to move from point A to point B is what is stopping a lot of young women from coming into education or even working in ECD or educating or empowering themselves
0: right no that's a fair point and and like you say it's not it, even if you had the magic wand and you could build all of these training centers and have all of this we've still got those um uh societal issues around well, what do we do at that front end to encourage them and what we need is to clone you neo and have you know a thousand neos <laughs> all over africa who can you know get on a tour bus and literally kind of talk about the value and the importance and i I can only imagine as well that even if a a young person, young woman went through and did level four, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that their life has to stay in education, right? I think if they they get an achievement, a a qualification, like here, if you look at most students, what they do their degree in is not what they end up working in, but it shows a commitment and a desire to do better
1: i think um i always say to 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 the practitioners that your nqf level your nqf level 4 it's just a step in the door i mm. don't know where the door actually will lead you to so i am not saying you're going to be a practitioner i'm not saying you're going to be a principal that is up to you to decide but i'm saying to you take that one step into the door and have a look mm. what the door has inside then you can decide what you want to do with your life yeah that's what I always say to them and
0: because you've been through this process with with such determination and a a success story how do you think it's impacted your son What has it allowed your son to have the, the the same opportunities to do how has it changed you and your family
1: I think um it's changed me and my family in the sense that we now value education because we've seen what education can do that's the first thing the second thing is i always tell my son to, and say to him be grateful for the education that you have like you tell your daughters but i also tell him to say be wise enough To use this education to equip yourself for the future because Mm. you don't know what the future holds for you. While you have the opportunity, use it wisely. And then he'll say to me, Mom, by wisely, what do you mean? I say, don't go to school and sit there and listen to the teacher and just get bored. But sit there, listen to the teacher and apply the knowledge that you're getting from the teacher and see how it works in real life. And then he says, but that's so complicated. I say, it's not complicated. One plus one? And then he'll say two, mom. And then I'll say one apple plus one apple? Is that not real life? And then he laughs. But the principle that I'm trying to drive is that, in, once you have the edu with education, it has changed how I think, even mm. just a small thing, how I view two apples, it's just two apples, but I can teach a child so many things from two apples i can cut them make it eight pieces i can teach them fractions there's so much to learn from the two apples that is basic life and everyday life but with the knowledge i have i apply the knowledge to these two apples and i can change them into anything that, that i want them to be i love that i
0: absolutely love that i think i might get you to call back another time and have a chat with my daughters too but yes <laughs> I, I think there's something to be said for that, isn't there? They're, they're sitting in a class and hearing and writing notes, but it's about that um, wisdom to kind of go, oh, what if I flipped that and I tried it with this? Or what if I did that with it? And, and how do I, you know, h- here in the UK, we're very focused on hitting a certain grade and getting a certain mark. But what we struggle with is a lot of the application and the, the, the common sense and the, the personal finances, how you manage that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I think what you say to your son is, is, um, is, is spot on. It's not just about hearing, it's listening and the application of, of, of all of that. Um, just to kind of finish, just to kind of finish up on, on this session. Um, what? Well, firstly, I'd love to know, what does your son, what does he say? What would he like
1: to be when he's older? Wow, thanks for asking that question. My son started off wanting to be a policeman. And with exposure now to more education, my son actually, my eldest, I've got two sons, but my eldest son, which is the one who can talk, the other one can't talk. (laughs) yet, (laughs) Says to me, mom, I aspire to be an astronaut. Love that. My son wants to be an astronaut.
0: Oh, do you know what? Let's hope he is. And one day in yeah. 30 years, we'll do another podcast with your son, the astronaut. <laughs> amazing, yes. amazing. That's incredible. And I think, you know, just that we can probably all look back to when we were younger and think about, I actually wanted to be a vet. Um I never made it um because I wasn't that very, you know, I wasn't good at maths and um science, but um, I've always had a passion for for animals and doing good. I just couldn't quite make the exams, I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I, oh, if I could kind of bottle this up and bottle you up, I would like to kind of finish this podcast with just saying how wonderful it is to hear your story. The energy is just infectious. And I thoroughly believe in the power of education for all, wherever you are in the world or whatever age you are, but the sooner, the better. And I just hope through however long I may be with Education Africa, and um, I hope I have a new friend now, um, that we can continue that that journey. But I would like you to have the last few words, if for the listeners, is there anything that you would want them to, to hear or ask them to help us in our journey?
1: I would like our listeners to help us. First thing of all is to motivate that education has power to change a person's life that's the first thing the second thing I would like them to help us spread their wings however they think we can spread our wings I would love them to help us be able to spread the message and our wings to be able to reach more young women young people even young men maybe would want to venture into ECD and that would be interesting to see young men venture into ECD and become good, well-equipped and prepared practitioners.
0: No, that's, listen, that's fantastic. And I think it'd be amazing to have young men as well for diversity in the classroom. Um, Now, I'm going to be way more, you know, I'm going to be not as polite as you and to say, fundamentally, if anyone listening today can get involved on our Just Giving page or if you use Amazon, um, just use Amazon Smile, choose Education Africa and carry on buying whatever you buy. Um, but every time you do, um, Amazon Smile will, will donate to Education Africa. So thank you so, so much, Nia. You have given me such a great start to my day. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. And, and thank you again um, for, for, for this session. It's been fantastic. And I wish you and your family the most amazing future and continued success.
1: Thank you so much, Runa. It's been a pleasure speaking to you this morning
0: so that's it you've made it the show's over thank you for being with us i hope you've been able to take something away maybe solve a problem or just know you're not alone here's hoping it made you smile with a few laughs along the way please feel free to find me on all social media channels and you can subscribe to my youtube channel just search the and morale podcast have an awesome day and see you next time